Welcome to Breb Talk. If you're a realtor and you've been looking for a podcast to up your game with smart and practical information, you've found your home. Providing realtors with resources, professional development, and standards for excellence. This is Breb Talk, and this is your host, the president of the Brampton Real Estate Board, Jason Galbraith. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Galbraith here, your proud host of Breb Talks today. We're delighted to uh, host Devin Ramphal, the sector manager for innovation and technology, as well as the mayor, Patrick Brown of Brampton. And today we're going to talk about the innovation district in Brampton and some exciting developments that are happening downtown. Uh, I'd like to start off today, uh, Mr. Mayor and Devin, thank you for joining us today. We look forward to hearing uh, what's coming in the pipeline for Brandon. A lot of exciting stuff. Um, so I just wanted to put put it out there initially. Um, what is the Innovation District and uh, what is planned for uh, downtown Brampton? Well, let me say, first of all, it's an exciting time for downtown Brampton. We're going to see major um, investment. Uh, so if you're looking at a place that you want to um, – see a success story happen it's downtown brampton everything from the innovation district to riverwalk to the new academic institutions to the hospital uh, build that's not too far away literally we're going to see um hundreds of millions spent in the downtown um not to mention the downtown revitalization so it's going to be transformative but let me talk about the innovation district because that was the basis of your of, of your question the idea for the innovation district was really born out of a desire to build a special type of uh, of downtown in Brampton that was quite different from neighboring cities and municipalities. It goes back to the wisdom of our former Premier Bill Davis, uh, um, who said in the 1960s famously, you know, build and educate for the jobs of tomorrow, not the jobs of yesterday. Well, our innovation district is all about the jobs of tomorrow. For listeners who are unfamiliar, the innovation district is located in the heart of the downtown um, and it's in that surrounding City Hall area um, in our downtown. The district is home of a network of companies, educational institutions, incubators and accelerators, all part of an innovation ecosystem, really to help tech companies at any stage of their journey. As an economic development project, this was meant to drive investment, startups and technology development. The innovation district is a concept needed to adopt a startup mindset. And it entailed a three-stage process of validating, piloting, and scaling. I'm not sure, Devin, did you want to get into the to the to the three-stage process, or do you want me to? Uh, go for it, Mayor Brown. You're doing awesome right now. Okay, so stage one is the validation period, including testing to see if Startup Innovation Hub had the talent and ecosystem necessary to thrive. We began hosting innovation and design events, workshops, and sessions that included hackathons, robotics competitions, tech social, startup weekends, community coffees, coding events, venture capital flow events, maker spaces, and even started a Brampton City Slack. Overall, we hosted over 40 events with over 5,000 participants, so the interest was there. Stage two is the piloting stage. With the, validate, with the validating proving successful, we needed to pilot or test for what we're building, and so we have built the well we, our first incubator um was hosted in the innovation district and called it the brampton entrepreneur center and the motto was home 
of the hustle. This was a co-working space for entrepreneurs, startups, and folks looking to launch businesses to work from. Advisory sessions, workshops, trainings, all of which was hosted in-house without needing them to leave the city. So it was a suite of supports right here in the downtown. In one year of operation, more than 400 new entrepreneurs signed up to participate in this space. So that's a big number. Um, in stage three, it's the scaling stage. Um, and having seen the success of the Brampton Entrepreneur Center and the turnout and, and, and the support it was receiving from those interested in the community, the goal is then to attract and build more incubators and accelerates to help grow the innovation ecosystem and establish a true innovation district. In the span of a year, we have managed to bring into the district four major incubators, including Altitude Accelerator, um, the RVZ University-led uh, incubator, the Beehive International Startup Incubator, the Founder Institute, and the Rogers Cybersecure Catalyst, a Canadian National Centre for Innovation in Cybersecurity. So the idea for the district has undergone you know, several changes over the years, but today it stands as an example for uh, what can be in terms of building um, an innovation ecosystem. And really, it's just about to take off. And so when I say it's an exciting time for the downtown, that really is uh, an, an understatement. I think we're, you know, if you look, you look at Brampton's downtown 10 years from now, I think people are going to say this is an example of how to create tech and innovation jobs. Yeah, just to add to what Mayor Brown is saying, that that three-phase approach, right, the the validation step, the piloting step, the um, and, and the scaling step, that's how startups think, right? And that was a really integral part for when we were first laying out the foundation of the Innovation District, the foundation of Brampton's innovation ecosystem, we wanted to adopt that same mindset, right, not take a a traditional kind of corporate approach but more of a, a startup mindset and say okay well if we're going to be building this for startup companies for entrepreneurs for the for the jobs of tomorrow we need to think like them and that's how we laid out that three-phase approach um, with the validation stage like Mayor Brown the hypothesis there was does Brampton have an appetite for innovation technology right and all of those events that Mayor Brown mentioned the hackathons uh, that was our proof point right so we, we held these events and what we saw was people coming from all around uh, the, the region, right? Not just all around Brampton, but from as far east as Pickering to far as far west as Hamilton, Waterloo. They were coming out of Toronto, out of Oakville, out of Mississauga to come and participate in our events in Brampton. Uh, so we considered that hypothesis proven. And so that was the validation phase. And then the next phase uh, for piloting, like Mayor Brown said, we launched the Brampton Entrepreneur Center. Over 400 entrepreneurs in one year, that's an astounding number, right? And again, Absolutely. these were people coming from all around Brampton, not just Brampton, but from the surrounding cities to come in, leverage the resources available for entrepreneurs in Brampton, right? And then once we saw that, we're like, okay, it's time to scale. And that's where we started building our, our, um, our integral and very strategic partnerships. It sounds like there's been no shortage of legwork already done on this project. How long has this been in the works? A couple of years now, yeah. It, yeah. It's been it's been a couple of years um, since we kicked off that first validation phase. That mm -hmm. was, um, uh, yeah, I would say about two or three years ago. Um, and since then, just growing the district, adding new strategic partnerships, and mm -hmm. and really, you know, the models to look at it, you know, would be you look at the tech hubs in Toronto and Waterloo, and we're in the middle of Canada's super innovation corridor. So when this new council got elected, we really looked at this 
prime geographical location that we're, we're in between um, the two major tech clusters in Canada. And, you know, it, it could be a continuation. It could really be part of that federally designated super innovation corridor. I've always said Brampton, I think, has an extremely strategic position in the Golden Horseshoe. You know, right beside the largest international airport in, in Canada, you have 400 series highways all over the place. It's well connected. Um, I, can, I can definitely see the viability. Well, Peter Robertson, a former mayor of Brampton, used to say, all roads lead to Brampton. He actually, I've got a sign he gave me that I put up in my office that I can see um, from, from the vantage point of this interview. That it, it, That's what it said, all roads lead to Brampton. <laughs> Right on. I like that little play on history, too. <laughs> so just to add a little bit from the tech perspective and, and how our, our position on the innovation corridor is so strategic is we're one of the one of the only cities positioned directly in between connected by a go line. Right. Yes. So we're in between Toronto and Waterloo connected by this go line and we're able to move talent along this corridor on the go line. Right. And that's an incredible, incredible asset to have in Brampton. When uh is the forecasted like when do shovels get in the ground when are when does the heavy lifting start happening on this project or when is it hoping to Devin, do you want to jump in there first yeah yeah so um the great thing about pretty much everything we're talking about the innovation district it's it's all in motion today right so ryerson venture zone is fully operational in downtown brampton today so is the roger cyber catalyst they have a cyber range a cyber accelerator that's operational today beehive just came online and in, in may of this year uh, so even amidst this pandemic we're bringing these partners into the district and bringing them online um, and one exciting project that we have coming up where uh, shovels in the ground is pretty relevant i would say would, would be the center of innovation and maybe mayor brown i'll pass it over to you to talk a little bit about that yeah, and, and so they're preparing that tender for the Center for Innovation, um, and the goals is you know to, to get construction started on that Center for Innovation as soon as possible. But I would add to, um, in terms of the cybersecurity um, accelerator, that was an announcement by the federal government two years ago. It was before COVID. I know I was there for an announcement with Nat Baines. You know, we believe that there's a capacity to have 800 cybersecurity-related jobs just associated with, with a cybersecurity accelerator. They actually had, before COVID, the Canada-US Cybersecurity Conference. You, normally, that would be in Washington or Ottawa. It was in Brampton. You know, we're <laughs> building this niche sector in cybersecurity. And in terms of Beehive, this is just like Toronto has a startup uh, incubator for startup visas. This is going to be very similar to the success we've seen in Toronto with startup visas. But with COVID, visas are on hold, and so that's really going to flourish. The space is already retrofit. It's beautiful overlooking our downtown, um, but uh, we just need the COVID immigration um, protocols to be lifted. I understand there's about 200 tech companies interested in moving to our downtown through the startup visa program wow. as soon as those restrictions are lifted. And the great thing about those tech companies is that they're going to be shopping local they're going to be supporting local businesses uh you know my favorite coffee shop is segovia i'm having a segovia right now but what i really loved about the idea of having these these companies in our downtown is every retailer every restaurant every coffee shop is going to benefit from them absolutely so you threw out a number of 800 cyber jobs a few moments ago but it sounds like what this plan is extremely uh extensive and it's going to be a catalyst for extreme economic growth in, in our core and uh, for local businesses. What is the expected total job creation number that we're expecting from this? 
And again, these are high-level job positions and startups. So this is an exciting demographic that we can uh, try to um, bring into Brampton. But what is the number that we're, we're working with for expectations? So Devin, do you have an overall um, high-level figure? Yeah, so the number's a lot. <laughs> um, I would say, so to date, um, the Innovation District partners have, have already created 50 jobs just on their, on their own, right? Oh. So that's just the partners themselves. That's not including the auxiliary jobs that are created through their network. Uh, so the way we like to look at all of the partners in the district is their, their job engines. Right, so the Beehive, that's a job engine. The, the Altitude Accelerator, that's a job engine. Um, so is Ryerson, the Catalyst Group. These are all job engines. They come in, they have their own federal, provincial, and city mandates that they need to meet every year. Um, and and it's it, their mandate is to provide resources and to grow these entrepreneurs into successful businesses. So every day, the the people that are a part of these networks, a part of these incubators, they're out there hustling, right? They're out there building their businesses, they're generating revenue, they're finding new clients, they're hiring people, and they're raising investment. And that's a that's a critical piece. So that's that's part of why we found these strategic partnerships was to bring them into the downtown. Uh, we knew that we know that their job engines, we their success has been proven in the past, um, and we want to get to the state of organic growth, right? Where all of this is just kind of growing off of itself there's more more and more jobs being created every day we're attracting new types of developments we're bringing in new types of talent um, but yeah i mean that that's ultimately how it's, it's how sort it. of like the snowball effect where the snow keeps on collecting as it, goes down the, as it goes down the hill but to add some more stats in uh, we've had over 1100 students who have completed or in the process of completing their program through the cybersecurity catalyst um or the training at Algoma University. We're working right now with 433 startup businesses, 433. Um, and uh, uh, there's, there's been over 12,000 participants in over 3,200 innovation district sessions. Um, so uh, you know, it's about creating the ecosystem where really this innovation district could, could create, could be the catalyst for thousands of jobs. This is an, uh, this is an incredibly exciting project, no doubt about it. Um, you, it sounds like you've had an incredible amount of participation in the vetting phase. Uh, it seems like you have a lot of support, but when you have massive projects like this, there's always a voice of opposition. What have been the popular voices of opposition? What have been kind of the, um, the, the things that people are concerned about? What has been that voice, and has it been strong? So I don't think the opposition has been strong. You know, there's always a, a level of nimbyism to any time you advocate change. There are some people that are happy with the way the downtown is today, um, but I think most people recognize that a city needs to evolve and grow, and I'm not satisfied where our downtown uh, is. I, I, I want us to see significant and deliberate change to really have um, a downtown that is bustling with activity, and that's not where we are today. And I think we can be confident enough to recognize our weaknesses as a city and to see where we can grow and and evolve. You know, there, there was some opposition to having an international startup hub um, but then again it was very muted um, uh, opposition as soon as you pointed to the success that's been seen in Toronto by welcoming uh, startup visas um, you know that that criticism usually um, uh, diminished uh, you know we we are looking at the best ideas that have been used in other cities in Canada and abroad and we're bringing all those best ideas together in our downtown Sounds great. It sounds like you guys haven't uh, reinvented the wheel, but you've taken the success stories from all these other uh, projects and 
Yeah, there's no there's no monopoly on a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, what about for residents living in downtown Brampton? What can they expect? What kind of measures have been put in place to reduce disturbances? Or um, if you were living downtown, what would be some things that you would advise people to just keep an eye out for or what to expect? So there is going to be some disturbances. Um, and you know, I'm a big believer in being honest and frank with, with residents. When you have construction, um, it creates um, some uh, a difficulty, but uh, short-term pain for long-term gain. I believe everyone, the value of everyone's real estate in the downtown is going to go dramatically up. But when you're doing um, uh, a downtown revitalization project where we're building uh, a larger pedestrian realm, where we're, 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 you know, that's a significant construction project. You got to put up um, with some growing pains. Yeah, and so there's there's going to be some growing pains, and we're going to try to support our small businesses through those construction projects. But when the Center for Innovation is going to be built, that's going to be a giant construction project where there's going to be a significant construction activity that will be um, a headache for traffic and moving around. The hospital tender, which is just you know near near the old decommissioned Pill Memorial, that's a billion-dollar project. There's going to be construction trucks there. We've got some major apartment and condo developments happening now in the downtown that are all going to involve significant construction activity and so it does it does create some uh, disturbances but if you look at some of the hottest economies in the world and you go into those cities what do you see you see cranes you see construction trucks and so rather than the inconvenience of construction that may slow down moving around I want everyone to see the cranes and construction trucks as economic opportunity that is wonderful for the city. Absolutely. Um, as far as... I can add to that piece, Jason, for you. From a talent perspective, I think what some of the, the residents in the downtown area could expect to see is a lot of new, younger talent moving in, right? With these resources that are being brought in from the district, the incubators, the like Mayor Brown mentioned, the hospital expansions, right, the the uh, center of innovation, we can expect to see a lot of um, talent moving into the downtown, additional talent moving into the downtown, uh, which would be really, really interesting. Awesome. Now, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, revitalizing and gentrification does come with growing pains, but I can't wait to see this all set up and what it, what it can do for uh, our community at large. This is a massive project. There's big money involved. Is this so... At this, when we're developing such a large economic catalyst, is this solely funded by Brampton taxpayers? Does, do the feds or provincial government get involved at all at this point because of the trickle-down economic benefit? Um, how, how, how is this funded? So I would say everyone's involved. And so yeah. if you look at the, uh, the tender for the hospital project, that is primarily funded by the provincial government, but there is a local share contribution. We look at the med school that will likely be in the downtown. Once again, there is a, a provincial and uh, potential. There's already been a local contribution in terms of the, of the design um, stage. You look at the Algoma footprint in the downtown, there was a municipal contribution and a provincial contribution um, to that. Um, when I look at Riverwalk, there was a, a federal contribution to, um, to, to that uh, um, disaster mitigation um, funding uh, to avoid uh, um, challenges with uh, climate change um, and potential floods. So a lot of the projects that are altering the downtown um, have multiple levels of funding input. And I'd also say, you know, don't discount the fact that 
all this new development, the condos, the apartments, you know, that's really driven by private sector investment. And so there's a lot of economic activity in the downtown mm-hmm. and the cash that is flowing into the downtown is really coming from all levels of government and the private sector, which is healthy. Absolutely. It sounds like a pretty diverse uh, and a lot of participation on a lot of fronts, which must be so critical to a project that's so comprehensive right? to have all stakeholders involved. If I could jump in, Jason, as well, on the innovation district side. Um, so the city's invested specifically around like 20 or just over $20 million in the innovation district and its partners, right? And that's those strategic agreements, again, with the, the Roger Cybersecure Catalyst, Beehive, um, the Altitude Accelerator, and, and a number of the other partners. Um, now, the partners themselves have brought in over $55 million of additional funding into the innovation district, right? So we have an investment multiple here of just about 2.7 times. Uh, so all of these partners are out there. They're, they're raising sponsorships for their own, um, it, for their incubators. They're seeking federal funding, provincial funding, and, and it's all landing in downtown Brampton. Wonderful. Um, we're a real estate association, so I got to ask, who are the big movers and shakers on the real estate front? Uh, who are the noteworthy builders and developers participating in this uh, development. So, um, you know, I am agnostic to uh, the private sector um, companies that choose to get involved. Um, Mm -hmm. We just try to create an environment where there's no red tape, where we are um, welcoming um, of uh, private sector investment as long as they follow um, the obligations they had for for development. And so um, there is a number of players um, involved who have already uh, publicly um, started building um, condos and apartments in our downtown. We're in some discussions with other companies that are looking at being part of the of the innovation district, but, but as far as I'm concerned, um, regardless, um, everyone is welcome. Um, and so um, the, the, the city is blind to who wants to work in our downtown. We welcome everyone that wants to help grow our downtown. Wonderful. And I, really, I go for it, Devin. Sorry, I cut you off. Devin, anything you wanted to add to that? I, there was one thing I wanted to add just around uh, the innovation district specifically and the, the type of investments I think we'll see coming in. I think with these entrepreneurial stakes in the ground, with, with, with all of this young talent kind of walking around the district, I think this will influence the quality of the development coming into the downtown as well as the quantity of the development, right? So we might start to see new, more innovative forms of development, things like co-working spaces, maybe integrated into condo buildings, uh, co-living spaces for the, the international entrepreneurs coming in to participate in the beehive um, I, I think we'll start to see that shift very soon wonderful um, mr. mayor you had mentioned a moment ago about the elimination of red tape to help make uh, it a little easier for people to invest and get involved in this opportunity from a policy point of view what did Brampton do to help bring uh, stir up the bees if you will bring up the interest and help make it easier for developers to do their job what are some of the things that were put into place well, to make this happen yeah one thing in particular is we have uh, individual Paula Dante who works in our economic development de- department and his position is economic expediter. And so literally he will 
um, handhold companies that are bringing investment to our downtown and whatever the development process is, and sometimes it's to be complicated and difficult because there's federal regulations, provincial regulations, regional regulations, municipal regulations, he will take a chainsaw to that red tape and help make sure it's an, an easy process. So that's something interesting that we have as part of our um, welcome, welcoming business initiative um, in the in the city. But I'd also say, you know, we've got a really hands-on planning commissioner um, Richard Ford that that works with 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 businesses to try to try to make it um, straightforward. So they know their obligations, they know the challenges, they know the opportunity right from the beginning. Um, phone calls are returned uh, quickly, uh, and we've also tried to create that climate. Um, at City Hall, you know, we, we're the only big city that has frozen property taxes three years in a row. We're trying to create uh, um, a cost advantage uh, to being in Brampton that hasn't existed uh, historically. Wonderful. Devin, I've been in a habit the last two times of cutting you off. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? Mayor Brown covered it all in this one. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, why don't you could just tell me a little bit more about the partnership with the different universities? So there's Sheridan College involved, Algoma uh, College, Ryerson University. What does this partnership look like? And what are some of the plans for the future? So everyone wants to be in downtown Brampton in terms of our academic partners. Um, Algoma University um, is really excited about Brampton. The Algoma Brampton campus is located in the downtown and offers a four-year degree programs in business, economics, and computer science, expanding to psychology, and a certificate in community economic and social development. Algoma's Brampton footprint has increased to 31,000 square feet. And by the way, uh, that's going to expand even beyond that. I was speaking to Asma Vesna, their president, and she told me she wants to add a master's in aviation to Algoma. So she's already started a certificate program where they're training pilots from Pearson Airport in our downtown. So if you see some pilots walking around the downtown, that's, that's why. Um, and it's going to grow to even more. Um, the Roger Cybersecure Catalyst is a national center for innovation and collaboration in cybersecurity. The Catalyst provides training and certification, commercial acceleration and support for cyber scale-ups, applied research and development and public education. The global cybersecurity industry is expected to reach US 2 billion by 2023. Canada has had the fourth most cybersecurity venture capital deals in the world between 2012 and 2016. So Canada's building this niche in cybersecurity just like Brampton is. With the Rogers Cybersecurity Catalyst, the Chang School of Continuing Education and the Sheridan College all offering training programs in cybersecurity, Brampton is really going to be the cybersecurity destination within the innovation corridor. Uh, Sheridan College, Brampton is home to Sheridan College, of course, um, and they have a center for advanced manufacturing design technologies, linking companies of all sizes to Sheridan's expertise in advanced manufacturing with the help of faculty and students. A few years ago, I went to see their 3D printing, and boy, technology is advancing so fast. It was really, really um, interesting. The University of Guelph-Humber, a motion was recently passed by the City Council to work with the University of Guelph-Humber to bring the University of Guelph-Humber um, to Brampton's new Center for Innovation. City staff and the institution will begin work on identifying required supports and business terms for a potential relocation. We could see them as an anchor tenant with 5,000 plus students in the downtown. Then, of course, the Brampton School of Medicine. Uh, we have contributed $1 million to 
to the grant to work with Ryerson University um, on building this med school that got the go-ahead in the last provincial um, budget. So this is really exciting, the first med school in 100 years in the, G in the GTA. Yeah, so there's a lot of ac academic activity, not to mention the fact that we're still lobbying to get our Brampton University on top of all of this. I love this concept of, you know, I hear, especially in northern communities and smaller towns where big businesses left and whatnot, brain drain is a common concern. But I love that this is the complete opposite. We're just trying to bring all these great minds and all these great businesses together and creating a hub. And I can see the passion that you guys bring to this project. And this project does not happen by accident. And uh, I, I'm excited to see what Brampton will look like in a few years. And the realtor in me is like, Pretty, uh, pretty convinced I should be buying something downtown <laughs> on a five to ten year it'd a, investment. It would be a great investment. Look, I know you guys are really busy, and I just want to kind of finish this off with uh, a question. Is there a call to action for anyone that is listening to this podcast today that you would like to share, and what would that be? So my message is be Brampton proud. Um, we've got – it's a really exciting time in our city, and if you talk to – neighbors, uh, friends, family that are looking a, about a move for their business or personally, I would uh, fly with um, courage um, and uh, confidence that uh, that Brampton's a place to be. Um, and, and like I say, say that with confidence because I think uh, whoever invests in, in downtown Brampton, whoever invests in our city, um, it's going to be a wonderful investment. And just like we saw a transformation in Mississauga, um, over you know over the last 20 years, um, I, I think that economic development that we really saw in the 1990s um, in Mississauga and the early 2000s with Hazel McCallion, um, we're st we're starting to see now in in, in Brampton. It's it's almost like it's Brampton's turn. Um, there's no land left in, in Mississauga. There's no land left in Toronto, and that's causing a, a flow of economic activity into our city because we're creating the conditions that welcomes it. Yeah, and just to, just to add what, to what Mayor Brown's saying, uh, from a call to action for the from the realtor perspective, um, I think is use the innovation district as a tool, right? It's a great marketing tool, not just for downtown Brampton, but for all of Brampton. Um, this is, you know, it, it, I think it could help really um, add value. Um, and get and help the realtors sell their properties for full value. Uh, so this is this should be this the innovation district is something that should, in my opinion should be listed in all of the MLS listings out there. Um, you know proximity to the innovation district, the resources that are there. It's a tool. It's a tool there for people to use. And please feel free to use it. Wonderful. Well, Mr. Mayor and Devin, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, participating in Breb Talks. I look forward to another chat, Mr. Mayor. We have scheduled in a couple weeks, um, but I appreciate your participation, and uh, so does the rest of, rest of Breb as well. Uh, I look forward to seeing this uh, project unfold and uh, seeing what we can do uh, with our city. Awesome. Okay, thank, thank you so much for the talk right. today. But once again, thank you very much, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Breb Talks. I hope you found this very innovative. We obviously have a lot coming down the pipeline, a lot of exciting things happening in Brampton. It's a great place to be working as a realtor, and there's uh, no end in sight. So we'll see you on the next episode.